Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Marty, Mike and Russ time. Yeah. <laughs> and Adam, you can. Uh, we are sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump in uh, here. Mike, Russ. you just jumped You're, right ahead. Yeah. Mike. I, I know, but I just because um, I just wanted to, to get Adam's opinion. We have a very special guest tonight, a friend of mine, Adam Labarkin. Um, and I wanted to get his opinion on how that intro sounded with Mike and Russ time. Yeah, because I don't think we've ever gotten it right. No, we have gotten it right. We got it right last time. Last time it was pretty good. I mean, I don't know if it was a perfect timing, but, you know, once in a while. But I think last time we did okay. Tonight it was it was awful. but It was way off. But anyway, our special guest tonight is uh, Adam. Welcome, Adam. Hi, guys. Um, my opinion on that opening, as I've heard, um, listened to numerous uh, podcasts, uh, of your podcast episodes already, uh, it seems very um, uh, unenthusiastic. And if that's what you're going for, then it's great because it seems like that's what you're going for. Like, yeah. like there's no, yeah. like, welcome to Mike and Russ time. <laughs> Woo! It, I mean, just like you're just sitting there talking. And yeah, yay! That, I mean, that, there's four million people that, yeah, listening. I don't know. Who, you know, you got to like impress them, well, or you're going to start some viewers, listeners. In my defense, I'm I've been fighting a cold for a couple of weeks, and then Mike. Just, just kind of saps the energy out of me sometimes. You know? uh, yeah. Just talking to me on the phone. Doesn't yeah. It? It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I know you've been busy. You sound the same. Like. Uh, I, for those, uh, for the millions of listeners, uh, I've never met Russ. I've heard right. his voice numerous times and all I can think, uh, I can't, you know, I've never met him. I haven't seen a picture. All I can picture is like a handicapped Mark Ruffalo. And I don't mean yeah. like a like a mentally handicapped, but like in a wheelchair because he sounds really nice, like a handicapped person who needs a lot of help. But it's like Mark Ruffalo's voice, but but like a nice, even you know, an extra special nice version who needs help down the stairs in his wheelchair. That's how I picture you. That's that's pretty close. Yeah, okay. maybe a bald Mike Ruff, Mark. I can't even say the name Mark Ruffalo. Really, you, um, I, you sound like you have hair, but okay. Yeah. That's um. No, I'm 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 completely bald. I shaved my head. Mike Mike followed suit many years after I did. I've been doing I've been shaved my head since okay. 1998 before Perfect. before it was. You haven't even started. You're getting like totally totally tangent. You're right off. Yeah, the right off the bat. The ship. <laughs> and like, there's way too many. Like, I enjoy the podcast. I love time travel movies. That's why I'm here. Right. And um, I enjoy talking about them. And then you know some of your tangents are semi relevant. <laughs> and now you're just going off on the bald thing. I just like like that could have been. Well, the end I was of it. yeah. Well, you know. Right, that was it. No, no. Let's let's introduce the movie. <laughs> okay. No, so and I think I think Adam, we Adam wait, keep us on track. Wait, first yeah. of all, is, I, first of all, I think we should we should bring up why we we brought Adam on is because right. um, Mike Mike and I were talking about the podcast. He said, "Hey, my friend Adam listened to this, and he has so many complaints." It was. <laughs> uh, what was the one he was? I think it was. I think it was about the um, Terminator or something. But I don't. I don't think. Uh, no, it was, I think it was the uh, safety not guaranteed. Oh, safety or not guaranteed—the like one we did last year. Like that's yeah. 
Yeah, because we, you know, we didn't know who the director was. Oh, yeah, because we had to keep know who the it writer up. was. We oh, know right. Was... He, Ryan Johnson, I believe it was, was it Ryan Johnson? It was somebody who you should know. Right. Who did the Star Wars, who did the Star Wars and uh, Looper. And um, yeah, you, you, that's something you need to know is some even tangentially involved in, in, in screenwriting. Well, and I know yeah. Mike writes. I don't know if, I don't know, Russ, I know you letter comic books. I don't know if hey, you I am a writer, do any other uh, creative. Um, and also an artist. My first love is art, but uh, yeah, I'm a writer and an artist. Okay. Graphic designer. But yeah, my my comic book lettering pays the bills. But um, it was actually Mark Duplass, by the way, because that was safety not guaranteed. But Mark Duplass. It was something. Okay, Mark, you shouldn't you should know him too. And I don't know if you, you know, I don't. I, I again, I, I I know it was something with you. Somebody didn't know Ryan Johnson. It might not have it been that. It was something we should have known. Yeah, well, I'm sure there was um, there was a lot of stuff we should have right. known. Another <laughs> element that I'm introducing to your podcast that you're going to use from now on to help our listeners is is to grade the. Um, I guess viability of the time travel mechanism Ooh, like in that. each movie. I like that. We, and that's we, what you should be doing we because could, we nope. should we could call it what the atom factor, maybe. Uh, I was going to say, you know, you grade it on a scale of one to ten flux capacitors. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. Um, you Ooh, know that fits in with our Marty theme. Yeah, Marty, Back to the Future theme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even plan that. I just it's just off the top of my head. Um, oh, I you know, oh, that, that was the other overall complaint. And again, it goes about the. The tangentials and overall the um uh, what I thought that you could have named your podcast is Mike and Russ try to remember the plot of a time travel movie. That's, That's what, what it sounds. Like. No, we never have any trouble like... with the plot. It's just the <laughs> the other little things, you know, who, no, who directed it, who was in it, things like that. We, we have... sometimes it, sometimes you meandered and and did he do this? I I don't remember. Sometimes did he do this we... for? And it was like, oh, we saw these movies twenty five years ago. Uh, it was really cool. Let's piece it together. Um, you know, like. What's the name of the guy who had to write his memories down his arm? Memento. Memento anyway, yeah. I, in general, I enjoy it because I am a time travel movie and TV enthusiast like Mike is and like I assume you are. And that's why mm-hmm. we, you do this podcast. So I'm 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 thrilled to be here and be awesome. a part of it. And I'll I, I you know, gave so, you my list of uh, other movies <laughs> I want to do. And this is the one you picked. And it's one of the three movies that was uh, one of the only three movies that was on cable in the early days uh, of cable. Yeah. 1981-ish. I... This, Superman 2, and To Be or Not to Be. Only three movies on, and I've seen each of them 50 times. They were on cable, like, over and over again? <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the, yeah. You had three three channels, you know, HBO Cinemax. We had Prism, and uh, I'm from Philadelphia, and that's, that's all they had. The only movies they would show. We didn't have Skinemax back in the day. but Oh, we had Skinemax. No, we didn't have Oh, yeah, we had Skinemax. We didn't, yeah. we didn't have it, but we had it. <laughs> My, yeah, well, you didn't pay for it, but you figured out yeah. how to get it. If you if you were able to to connect the cables properly and push a yeah. couple buttons at the same time, you could get it. Yeah, it was I guess it was easier to pirate Cinemax back then, right? Yeah. Good so times. this movie, the movie we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, I actually saw this in theaters when I was a kid. Hmm. I remember seeing it uh, with my dad, my brother. I don't know if my mom was there, but my brothers were there. Um, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> 1980. This movie was out in 1980. Yeah, uh, that's stars definitely a, true. <laughs> stars a young Martin Sheen and uh, Kirk Douglas. Not he's not young in this film. Was Kirk <laughs> Douglas was Kirk Douglas ever young? <laughs> in uh, Spartacus. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the movie is called The Final Countdown. It's the final countdown. Apparently that song was um, <laughs> inspired me. by the movie. By the I didn't. Know, I didn't know that. I'm not surprised. Well, it's by in that. the fun facts of IMDb. Oh, okay. 
I did not know that either. I didn't know I read either. Those also. There we go. So, Adam, Adam so, Tani's already giving what, us a tidbit of information. Well, I mean, this is stuff people can find on IMDb. I didn't want so to the, dwell on all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just promote the site to go there and find all the fun facts. I want to get our take on this movie, what was good, what was bad, what we liked, and then how viability, how viable is the um, time travel element. And we can also – I want to go back and compare some of your, the previous movies that you had already talked about, and they should get a, um, uh, a flex capacitor rating as well. Yeah, okay, should, well we've could... got we got a lot to cover. Then we should get started. Uh, yes. Which one? Since Adam, since you chose this movie, or you gave us a list to choose from, and we when we picked yeah. this one, uh, why don't you give us a rundown of the film and uh, and your take on it? Oh, I've never seen this. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> the movie takes place in 1980, and uh, Martin Sheen, uh, I'd say youngish, I'd probably in his 30s, 40ish. Uh, he is a uh, he's which of all, uh, they they, they kind of hate him. He's hired by this mysterious guy to go on board the ship and make sure things are running well. He's a, uh, a the inspector guy. And he works for uh, the ship manufacturer, is that correct? I don't know if he's a government worker or... Yeah, I think you know, it was something. more like a government thing because they didn't want him there. Yeah, the, oh, they yeah, didn't want yeah. uh, What's the word? When you try to Contractor, make, government contractor. Yeah, I mean, they, they tried to make it. Uh, he tried to make sure everything was running top notch. Apparently, the guy he works for supposedly designed the ship, or had something to do with the design of the ship. I don't know. Right, right. And you don't see him. You just—he's just referenced, Mister Tideman, isn't it? Yeah, he's a silhouette in a limousine at the beginning. Right, at okay. the beginning. Yeah. So, well, can I meet uh, him? But and everyone's giving him the stink eye, and it's just a, they're doing a routine run. Right. So all aboard, they'll be out there, you know, for. A three-hour cruise, something like that. Different show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, they, they move along, depart, and he's just there to observe. Observe and report. That's his deal, Martin Sheen. And Kirk Douglas is the captain, and uh, I guess the first mate, I guess the other main character, James Farentino. I think he's dead now. Um, and it's all pretty solid, and they use a real ship for uh, a lot of this, and real people were the extras, the sailors. Uh, so and, that explains uh, some of the bad acting, yeah. I yeah, barely noticed I was like And they, they also, uh, just to point this out, that they loved to let the audience watch planes take off and land. Yeah, this there was a lot of B-roll. A lot yeah. of B-roll, if I remember correct. There it's sure called, was. Yeah. You know, when you, see, when you see one or two planes take off, you're like, okay, I got it. But they would show 10 or 15, just keep going again yeah, and again. I'm like, okay. Stock footage for sure, yeah. <laughs> it's a 103-minute movie and about 40 minutes is, is B-roll. <laughs> Yeah. But that's fine. It's you know, get you because you know why? Because it's 1980, and they had to really impress that this is top state of the art right. uh, equipment, and that that is important. It is state of the art modern day aircraft carrier, fully loaded, fully manned aircrafts, missiles, everything you could want, and they're just going out for a little cruise to appease Martin Sheen. If boss. Michael Bay could go back in time, he would make this movie. Oh, yeah, except it would have a different ending because there's no there way. There would be a lot it, more explosions. Yeah, there would be more explosions. There would be a lot more um, military it, guys and shirtless and stuff. And Well, we'll know. get to that, but there's really only one fight. Well, another explosion, but there's really only one battle, unfortunately, for Michael Bay if he were to make this. Uh, but that's a spoiler. We won't get to that yet. Um, anyway, let's get to it. They they move along, and all of a sudden there is a weird phenomenon, a, a supernatural weather phenomenon right um 
Some weird And I believe storm. this special effect was used in another movie at the same time. The exact same animation. Uh, oh, it looks really? solid to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's it's in the fun facts. I, didn't, I think for I didn't. 1980, it's pretty good You know, effects. It, looks it like seemed a... fine. You, you knew what was going on. They were going through something. It, caught, it had a weird sound. Everybody had to cover their ears and get down. Martin Sheen's like, what's going on? And... You know, that's all Kirk Douglas needed that day, to have this happen when Martin Sheen is <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. That's all he needed. There we go. Great. So, anyway, they go through it, and it, it, it disappears as, as um, mysteriously as it appeared. And everything's fine. They look around. They do some tests, and, hey, we're fine. And nobody knows what that was. And so then little things start happening. They they play the radio, and they're getting uh, – I think it's Benny Goodman. I'm – Trying to remember, uh, you know, old yeah, I think it was a Benny Goodman. Jack, show, Jack yeah. Benny. It was a Jack. It was Jack Benny. Excuse me. It was a Benny. Benny. Uh, Jack Benny. Doing One of those Bennies. Jack Benny on the radio, uh, radio talk thing, and they're like, "What the hell is this?" And um, a couple other little signs happen, and they're the radar. I think picks up um, a plane, and and uh, you know, I don't want to say an enemy plane, but it picks up something on the radar, and they launch a couple of F-14s or whatever to. Uh, to check it out. Yeah. And um, to go you guys radio back like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a World War II Japanese fighter pilot. Kind of kind of guy was sent ahead to check it, check it out. A couple guys, I guess. And so um, I don't know. Even at this point, they figure out they're in like something's weird. They check it out and they they, they said just to play. They. They say, yeah, just play with them a little bit. See what's going on. And then as soon as the uh, yeah, one of the Japanese... Yeah, but don't shoot, don't shoot. There was like no... Right, don't yet. shoot. Soon, just play with them. And of course, they're, they're flying circles around. The two Japanese pilots, you kind of see their face going, what the hell is that? And um, one of them starts firing at one of the F-14s. And they're like, whoa, he almost hit us with his little rubber bullets. Um, with his cute little propellers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, and then you get the call... Uh, the, the splash the zeros, which of course is maybe the the quote from this, as you would from Clash of the Titans, the uh, release the Kraken. If this this movie not quite popular, but it would be splash the zeros. That's what I think of yeah. when I hear. I don't count on that. Is the, the the big quote splash the zeros? That was a zeros. cool line. I remember when I rewatched it the other day. That's, that's it. That's yeah, the, the line of the movie. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty cool. See, that's so, a line. That's a line Michael Bay would have loved to use. Like, bring the rain. You know, something like that. Sure. sure anyway, sure. No, that's. He could. Yeah, I know your guys are reimagining this as a Michael Bay film. Yeah, you know, fine. with the lens flares probably, and everything. He was probably in college. He was probably in film school at the time. He anyway. was in explosion <laughs> class. Um, anyway, they uh, make make quick work of these two uh, uh, zeros, these two Japanese pilots, and one of them, I believe, uh, explodes. Uh, yeah. But one of them goes down, uh, right. bails out, and they pick him up and bring him on board. The with ship. a helicopter. And the, with a helicopter, which this guy's never seen, I guess. I, and I actually – I didn't check that. I don't know when helicopters were invented, but I would have thought they were invented well, that early. Yeah, but I, I think this is, this is probably way bigger than any World War II helicopter they might have seen. I wouldn't – I would I would agree, but even a little bit further in the um, – in the uh, – uh, oh, oh, you know what? Again, <laughs> sticking too true to your thing, we, we forgot that – that the uh, the fighter pilots were were firing on Charles Durning, uh, who was playing a senator, right. and his assistant. Right. His assistant That's played a by Mary. Ross. People may or may not know. 
They should recognize. Uh, he looked the same. The guy looked exactly the same as he did like like thirty years later. In and he was this, also this in you're not to be. And he yeah, he was one of those guys who looked um, like seventy when he was forty. Right, exactly. Like Steve, Steve Martin, except he was fat. Yeah, he was a heavy set <laughs> guy. Uh, he was one of those. But um, yeah, these guys, these Japanese pilots were f- firing on uh, uh, Senator Charles Durning while he was fishing with his assistant, and um, they rescued them. Wait, they, who was the other you know, guy on that ship? The, the boat, the yacht with them. Oh, it was like the it was the boat driver, and he gets. Uh, oh, shot so he was just the okay, all right. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, I he, think was they just call a, he was just a friend, off. captain. He gets picked off, but uh, and then it's the girl, uh, his assist, uh, Charles Dern's assistant, the senator, and and her dog, and um, their rescue. The name? Who through the dialogue we found out that they are not sleeping together, although that's the rumor. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, yeah. Yes, some... that's true. Because and I was the... remember thinking. Why would anybody think that they were having an affair? They didn't look – anyway. Well, that's where they, they wanted to know how she got so high up in the ranks without you – She know, was a secretary. Sleeping, sleeping her way to the top. Well, she wasn't just a secretary. She did. She wrote his speeches. She did everything for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. She was much more than just a secretary. She was like kind of his okay. campaign manager in a way or whatever. Anyway, the dog's the dog's name. That's the important thing. What was the dog's name? Dog. I don't know. You said it was Baxter or something, but or or I was just making Clarence. Yeah, no, I don't. I, <laughs> Baxter was in Anchorman. Um, I I I don't recall it was that. I don't remember I don't them know. saying the dog. There's name. there's one check against you for knowing everything yeah, about the. No, no, I, I I know that was that was small, and it's it's only almost important just for the Adam list. tries to remember the plot of a time travel. I uh, tries to remember that the, the, the a name of a dog. On a four-year-old movie. See, You're this right. This is important. This is important stuff. Right. People Again, want I to know this. I, I specifically did not rewatch this movie because I'd seen it so many times. It's it's like sick. But oh, you Charlie. Know, excuse me. We... It was Charlie. Oh, that's and I only Charlie. remember oh. the last name. It's the last line of the film. Just about the la- almost last line of the film. So, but again, spoiler. So uh, anyway, they rescue the senator, his assistant, the dog, and then they pull this Japanese guy out of the water. And they put them in kind of their own little quarantine areas because these people do not know what they're looking at. And the crew cannot believe they think it's some sort of joke that they're, you know, being that's being played. They're in the 40s and they have a they have a big discussion about it seems like we're in the 40s. What are we supposed to do? We just saved the senator. And Martin Sheen apparently is also a history buff. And he knows this senator was supposed to have or mysteriously disappeared. Yeah. On, on um, yeah, the uh, the the guy I can't remember his name. The other star of it, he was writing a World War II history. Oh, James Farentino. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. yes. Okay, he's so the history guy. At this point, I think they've already realized we have somehow traveled back in time. It is right. They have this big talk, and Martin Sheen gives this whole deal about well, if we travel in time, and he brings out the very well known now the the grandfather par, uh, par, paradox. Yes, and that was the first time I've ever heard it. Was this movie? Um, it may never have been brought up until then. It's you know still a long time ago. So you know if you go back and, kill, and he thought he was so clever. I remember he thought he was so clever. If you kill, go back and kill your grandfather. How can you ever be born? Yeah. Kirk Douglas, <laughs> checkmate. He said he well because like, well, because they realize they realize it's December seventh. They're like, hey, we can prevent Pearl Harbor, and then well, he's like, yes. you know. Yes, you're right. And, and and Martin Sheen was like, no, you can't do that. It's you have no, the, you know, if if it was Doc Brown, he would have said it. Would have, you know, could have 
Ripped yeah, apart no, the fabric is, he does, of the speech. He doesn't say no. The thing, the question remains unanswered. Right. They haven't decided. And yet. then what happens is apparently the dog gets loose um, and the and it gives the Japanese guy enough time to kind of uh, get loose. And he takes – he kills like one crew member. Yeah, probably he grabs the a machine gun. And he gets a machine gun and he's holding everybody at bay. And he and we luckily there's a Japanese guy on board on the crew. They call him up to translate. Right. And what do you want? He doesn't know where he is. Blah blah blah. And then James Ferentino says, "Translate this." And he starts like going verbatim the Japanese's entire plan to bomb right, Pearl right. Harbor. <laughs> so, um, and you know what? I forget. Is that one of the other bits of proof is do they find that Pearl Harbor is actually? there and like talking to them and in existence yeah they they, well because they're in hawaii yeah because they like, they had a one of their they had their like radar plane or yes, whatever you know yeah. go and take a photo take an aerial photo like basically a spy photo right right right, right. and they said and then yes, they compared this is it 1941 and this is right. now right and so they compared pearl harbor of today or 1980 mm-hmm. to a photo that they had from the you know december 7th or you know right before uh, right. pearl harbor uh, attack in 1941, so, and it was almost, so, it was like exactly the same. Well, it was the exact same photo, but they sort of cropped a difference, so it was yeah, not. They, the they've they've determined, yeah, like, we just went back in time somehow, right. it was that thing, I guess, and now we're here, so great. Anyway, Japanese guy gets loose, James Frantino starts reading him the riot, you know, just going, boom, 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 this is what you're going to do. There's no real reason other than to, I guess, say we know what your plan is, but it kind of drives him crazy, and he, like, whips out his gun and starts to shoot the guy, and somebody else who had a gun on him, you know, blows him away, and he's dead. And Charles Durning's there. He goes, what? I demand to know, you know, I my best friend is Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and he will have you, you know, court-martialed and whatever. It's yeah, like, he's, a real, okay, he's senator. a real entitled senator, yeah, you want to explain. And he's like, okay, Senator. They actually, I guess they, you know, knowing now uh, techniques in, in writing, they set him up to be kind of an a-hole. And, uh, you know, he demanded to be taken to Franklin Roosevelt. So James Renty was like, okay, here's the plan, guys. So they load uh, Durning and his uh, assistant and the dog onto a helicopter. And under, and they, the, uh, under the premise that they're going to take them to Pearl Harbor. Correct, just to, to get them to, on like, board. Get them all, yeah. So... James Farantino goes with them and escorts them away. Meanwhile, so they're gone, and Kirk Douglas gets his crew around and says, you know, sweep up the, the bloody Japanese guy. Just, <laughs> just roll him over. It's cool. Um, but uh, uh, we we have been sworn to protect the United States in the past, present, and future. So uh, let's let's go get him. Let's, you know, we'll, we'll deal with the yeah. grandfather paradox later. We are, we're sworn to protect. That's our job. That's our duty. And I guess that was the right decision. And that's something we can debate here. Um, you know, yeah, they may have changed history, but their job was they were they would just be following orders technically. And so I guess over the years I thought about it. I, I technically agreed. So Martin Sheen just shrugged. You know, wasn't his deal. But he didn't, uh, uh, yeah, he didn't put up much of a fight. Yeah, they, they decided to do that. And um, meanwhile, so they gear up about 20 minutes of B-roll Oh, later. wait, you yeah. forgot the warplane. There's a point. There's a part, part that's important, I think, is that when they were – when they're loading up the senator and his, and his assistant onto the helicopter to take them to Pearl Harbor, um, uh, like he says, 
oh, they're not really going to Pearl Harbor, are they? And he's like, no. <laughs> he looks at him like, no, no, they're not going to. And they yeah, basically dump them on. You basically right. realize, oh, they're going to dump them. They, well, we find out that they dump them on they, an island. Yes, and but before they can dump them on an island, Charles Drain goes, that's not Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor has people. Yes, this is yeah. just a lump of sand. This is just an island. And he's like, Senator, yeah. this is this is uh, you know for your safety and whatever. And they start bringing out supplies like food and water so they don't die right away. But right. So Charles Durant was like, no. He grabs a, a flare gun, if I remember. Yeah, this yeah. is. And he's yeah. like, all right, get me to Pearl Harbor. Screw this was this. this was one of the worst like this is <laughs> hostage ta- hostage taking situations ever because these. Three military pilots couldn't take care of Fat Charles Durning. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, not only all, that, but they said Far- Far- he grabs. So first the- of all, the girl and the dog are on the island. Farentino gets out after that, so he really doesn't know. And then, yes, there are the three guys there. Charles Durning tries to get them to go, and there's a struggle for the gun. Flare gun goes off. Helicopter pilots Durning blown to pieces, and Farentino goes, "Well, that sucks." Um, and that was that is the last we see of him and um, the assistant. And it was, but it was so ridiculous that the flare just like he shoots it off, and then. Well, it, you know like, what? That's where Michael Bay. Yeah, that's where <laughs> Michael Bay comes in. Um, because it was not a helicopter; it would be a transformer. They actually did address it in the dialogue a moment ago. A moment before that, they go, "If that goes off in here, we're dead," or something like that. You know, so that. When it does explode, the whole helicopter explodes from a flare yeah. gun going off inside. And there, there was a, a moment before all this um, when they when they found out who the senator was, and they asked, you know, what what became of him in history, and no one knew. It just like he vanished from. Well, history. they said that yeah, even before. That yeah, was, yeah, that was way about. before it all happened. Yeah, so, so that, he vanished mysteriously. So that technically didn't change history. No, and, that was, that was so fun. that they they tied that up. Um, Anyway, yeah. So, basic, so while that's all happening, yeah, and the B-roll's going on, uh, that you see uh, on the radar the uh, American fleet of you know t- of aircraft carriers, F-14s, going after the giant Japanese fleet of propeller planes, and they're getting closer and closer, and then the mysterious storm returns. Yeah, right. <laughs> A little on. sound. And, and Kirk Russell, and, Kirk, Kirk Douglas is like. Well, I guess we got to go back. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Wait, we, yeah, he said he says bring them back. He makes a decision to bring them back. Yeah, but it just seems and just the, so nonchalant. White, just kind of like the, uh, we I guess see the whites back. of his eyes is what they say. We could see him. Yeah, we see him. They say something like that, but I could see him. And um, they tell him to turn back, and they do. They they follow orders. They're they're good at that. It made the military look good, and the military gave them their full cooperation, so they probably had to kind of play yeah. by the rules. Assuming. Yeah, I think there is. A, they there are like a bunch full yeah. access to everything. I mean, the military, <laughs> the, the U.S. Yeah. military has like final cut in a, in a way. They're like, it's, you know, they when they do that. So they, one, one, of my, one of my favorite scenes uh, as they were going back through the storm, and the the noise was going off, and they're all holding their ears because it's so painful. There's one scene where you see uh, Martin Sheen. He's with Charlie the dog, yes. and he's holding Charlie the dog's ears. Yes, the dog stayed on the boat. That's right. The dog was Martin on the island. The dog was on he the was boat. such You're a right. hero. Yeah. He's protecting the dog's ears because he knows dogs have better hearing than us. So he's protecting the it. dog instead. But you guys forgot. The, 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 uh, the planes didn't the, make it back yeah, the to the boat. the planes didn't make back. Those guys, they're like, oh, shit, they didn't, they're not here. Well, we're going through the wormhole. And, of course, you know. they get through, 
and then moments later the planes there they are you know at the yeah so they made it through um it's not really any telling what would happen if they disobeyed orders but they had <laughs> not made it through not only that but then they kind of fly by like in this nice yes uh, uh, formation with a, with a, like you know american patriotic right. music you know our heroes who could have stopped the war but they decided to come back to the present um and that's it. So, so uh, James Farantino and uh, the secretary are they're back on stuck the island. They they did not fly through on one of those planes or a broken helicopter. Uh, they were stuck on the island, and um, the dog Charlie was there with Martin Sheen and uh, the boat docks. And uh, I think Martin Sheen says, "Well, I won't tell if you don't." I, I think all was cool, and um, you know, I I think they they make some little. There's a little bit of dialogue about, "Hey, what about?" Uh, you know, Farentino and the girl, like, well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, and that's where that's, and then that's where the dog's name comes in because like, what's this dog's name anyway? I don't know. I'll call him Charlie. Well, no, 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 no. What the happened, dog was already there. Dog already it, had the name. Well, the dog had the name, and and he goes, I guess you got a seventy-year-old dog there. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so they de they deboard. Martin Sheen deboards, and all of a sudden the dog takes off, and runs up into a waiting limo and you hear a lady's voice smell and you hear the lady's voice go charlie (laughs) oh that's right that's right and and martin she's like what the hell and he goes in the limo and you see old james farantino an old secretary lady and he says we have a lot to talk about mr lasky that's (laughs) it dun 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 End of movie. So there I, it was, and this was this was. I mean, it was it was a very enjoyable movie. I did I did enjoy watching it, but nothing really happened. Yeah, you know that. Uh, yes, <laughs> which is why Michael Bay could not make <laughs> right because it was able to resist wiping out the Japanese fleet. No way. I as I watched this, and I don't know how many times I watched it back in the eighties, but I just remember it being so much cooler than it was when I watched it the other day. Rewatched it. Well, it may not have aged. I mean, I don't know how much more technically advanced we've gotten since the A's. Probably a lot, but it seems like, I and mean, we still have, we still use, you know, aircraft carriers and fighter jets, and they yeah. land and take off. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how. You know, I'm not that into military. It, obviously, much better than the '40s, but are we much better now than we were in the '80s? Then versus '80s versus '40s? Mm, I don't know. It's it. It we we know. It would, it. I don't think it would be as. As yeah. much of a is there anything right? Any we have more, maybe went back now? Would maybe they, they have looked at a helicopter and go, huh? You know, we don't have anything no. like that. Someone but from if, it, if, it's, like, if a stealth fighter went back, they'd be, whoa, you know, they'd be, yeah. they, they would be impressed by a cell phone. I'll tell you, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they may be more they freaked impressed. out by the cell phones and stuff than the, the military power. You know, I don't know that we could, you know, easily take out a 1980 Russian fleet or something like that. I wonder if that aircraft carrier that's in the film is still in service. Uh, that's in IMDb Pro. I don't know if it was decommissioned. It was also not parked at um, Hawaii at Pearl Harbor. I think they used a Nor- Norfolk, maybe. Um, some of the scenes were set in. in yeah, did they um, even film Nor- any of it in Hawaii? I got uh, the some, impression they, they yeah, did. Yeah, no, no, some of it they did, and but uh, and but I think a lot of it um, was in the in the water was in the Atlantic. Obviously, you could tell the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. No. Um, <laughs> but I believe, yeah, so it was filmed back East and, uh, you know, they write in there where the, you know, which 
port it was like docked at if you go if you want to go to Norfolk and see um but I, you know I always remember it as an enjoyable film and um one of when it was one of my earliest uh time travel movies yeah. that, that got me on time travel I think so it's one yeah f- probably for me too um the, which is funny because of the, our last our last podcast we did uh, Time Bandits, which was in '81, so that was mm-hmm. another early time travel film. That yeah, know. and that was a you know I always I I liked it, but it was just so different than most other time travel movies. It wasn't about because there was no element of changing past or future in that particular movie. Right. It was just uh, that's a almost a I don't want to say it's not a time travel movie, but it's different premise, a basic premise. Yeah, it was more like um. It's just sort of a visually. I mean, that may as well have been History of the World Part One because you see different time. You just see different time periods and yeah. some, you know, you know, future people or present people going around messing around with no consequences about changing the past or history. So that does stand out a little bit uh, from other time travel movies, I would say. And there was for for the time travel method, there was real no real reason for it. It's like suddenly the the time travel storm is there. Oh, for this. Okay. Oh, in this case, it yeah. vanishes. Yeah. And then well, that, suddenly yeah. it's it's gone. It comes back, and then it vanishes again. Right now, that's a good point, and that's something again that I would hope you would have been talking about in every uh, film about the what did they use to time travel and how. When did we not talk about the time? <laughs> we always talk about. We the always time talk travel. about the time travel no, method. No, no, you never talk about the method of time travel and how realistic it is. We it's always just, talk and, about. Well, maybe no. we don't talk about the realism. I yes, maybe, that, that's, but I, that's just something. Okay. No, I know you use the you talk about the device and like, okay, this is what he does to get there, whatever. But I, I'd like another angle, like you know, we're, we're fans. We all we all want time travel to go back and kill Hitler or you know not do this show. But um, <laughs> it, it's it, it, I think uh, as far as let me just starting with this this film, I'd say maybe maybe eight and a half uh, flux capacitors on this because it's just supernatural. It's it's out of any human's yeah, control. Yeah, you can you can just supernatural a weather thing. I liken this to the uh, effect in Frequency. It was a right. electrical storm, and like maybe one day, maybe some bit of physics makes that possible. Fre- frequency, I'd give a nine almost, even though it's not literal time travel. It's voice time travel or whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's a bend on time time travel, and maybe that makes it more realistic as in able to happen. Um, and this one, I'd say an eight and a half because it's a little bit further stretch of a supernatural element. But um, that just seems more of a realistic thing than something man-made. Well, I wouldn't even call it supernatural. I would just say it's one of the – it's like a just some sort phenomenon. of phenomenon that we don't understand. They don't yeah. they don't even explain it. We don't have to for the movie. No, it's just, no we don't. It's just a way. But, it, but it, just in that sense, it's like it's something that like – that might be the most possible way. It's something that we as humans can't even make happen. Right. It just – Mike it's better than Mike's favorite movie, where he holds on to a penny and per- and and thinks really hard, and he goes back in time. He doesn't <laughs> hold on to the penny to go there. He just thinks really hard. Oh, the penny comes, is yeah, that's he right. He comes back because he saw the penny, and that set his mind back to the 1980s. Right. Which one is that? Somewhere in time. Oh, that's yes. Oh, from Netflix. Right. No, no, this no, is no, old. Not. This is an old movie. Oh, 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 oh the Christopher Reeve. Yeah, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, Reeve. Yeah, Reeve. Also one. about nineteen. You're right. No, because they, there was something like that on, on Netflix, uh, super romantic comedy. Um, you should. That's way down the line of of ones to do. Uh, Adam Devine starting that. Oh, movie. Mike and I actually liked that movie, and we oh, were that gonna, was a good one. And yeah, we were going to talk about the, it. The photo booth it, one. It was the photo booth one. Okay, yeah. that was great. I thought that movie. That was, was a little. Was that so one was a little mix of like kind of big, you know, like the photo booth and and you know. 
uh, you don't, yeah. you know, think too much about right. it, but. So you're also thinking, uh, I, I would put then the somewhere in time where, and, and almost the, this one you're kind of thinking, but not, not really, but somewhere in time was similar to, uh, uh, butterfly effect where you had to look at the book. You had to look at his yeah, diary. Yeah. Right. So it's right. similar, similar element to that. And again, I would put those, I would put those at like a two to two and a half realistically. But you would give, uh, give this storm that appeared magically out of nowhere at eight and a half. Yes. Well, I, I, I give it pretty good too, because it's, it's, you know, we could just, uh, cause that's why I called it a wormhole. It sort of looked like a wormhole. I mean, I mean, who knows what would happen if there was a wormhole opened up on earth. But yeah. you know, I mean, a wormhole is yeah, it's a just physics we don't understand. Theoretical that physics can cause it. I'm not saying it will definitely happen, or it's even realistically possible, but as close to realistic as possible, something that we can control. That's just my take on it. I mean, uh, you know, I yeah. just let, let's. I mean, let's shoot a couple. What other what other films have you done in the past? Um, you were saying uh, safety not guaranteed. I mean, he built a time machine that was not explained at all about what he. I don't remember what the component was that made time travel work in that particular – a lot of chemicals or something. They'd go to the, the – uh, Yeah, he, did, yeah he, he needed had, something to complete. I forgot something what it was. Like, now, again, I, I, you know, I even put that at a, at a three, a three right. and a half compared to the looking at a penny or looking at a diary. OK, wait. So how do you – there's a what little you, bit of work going into this. What do you there compare that to like – what do you compare that to the DeLorean and – Back to the future. I would put that as a four only because this is a re- well semi-real scientist. He seemed to have a little bit of knowledge, but only slightly more to this guy. He has the flux, but even a 4.5 to that. So you're because, saying something that, that is just kind of out there, a supernatural kind of thing that, boom, it happens with no explanation, is more realistic than someone who could build a time machine. Absolutely. Who is an actual scientist and can build a time machine. Yes, because I think building a time machine is is farcical. Why? Well, you got to do it. So, you know, just you gotta, for gotta, what I'm in the time space space time continuum, and then you're all set. Right. Well, I again, I still think that's more difficult for us to do at this point in time. Two thousand. Well, yeah. Right now. Then a, a, a natural phenomenon. Yet. I think you know what? As 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 um, technology even improves, and it always improves faster. The 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 ratings may slip, the ratings may collide, and one may overtake the other at some point. I'm okay that they can be flexible. I'm going to say in this day and age, it's more likely that some sort of electrical phenomenon would cause time travel more than a human, even a, a most studious inventor like Doc Brown. Um, maybe even the the Terminator technology. Those they may be a st- they may be a four and a half to a five. They may have more uh, you know technology, uh, better understanding. Because it's Where the future. Maybe that's a little more believable. Mm. It's also in the future. So, so uh, okay. So then, I don't know. If, I don't know if this Adam scale is going to work on the Marty podcast because <laughs> Mike's not really on board. And it's I don't know. A little crazy <laughs> to me. To me, it's more <laughs> different things. It's fine. Yeah, but it's just more to me. It's more realistic. And I know that's uh, a bad word to use right here, but it's more First realistic travel, that yeah. Doc Brown can build a time machine who's a scientist as opposed to this storm popping up out of nowhere. And, yeah. and it just yeah. pops up again out of nowhere. And it I'm, okay just with dis- they- I'm okay with the disagreement. I would put it to like our four million viewers. So please have them uh, write in or call in or put it on the blog. <laughs> and we'll get, you know, however many votes and we'll see, you know, or they don't have to agree with one or the other, but just on a scale of one to 10 for realism where they put it. And we can, you know, possibly get all every movie and show, see how many flux. Okay. So what would you put? Time travel goes. What would you put? Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. 
Let's see. That that telephone booth came from the future. It was invented from the future. Right. And I don't know if it was ever explained. Are, is that the only time travel telephone booth in existence? Is that a secured government technology that only um, George Carlin has? Well, there I were, don't know. Uh, well, I don't know in if that the, in the future, all governments, you know, is full of peace. So it was like a worldwide. Right. So um, something that's shared. I'm, I'm just trying yeah. to think about that. I mean, this kind of goes similar to to um, uh, Terminator for me. It's a futuristic. If you're establishing that this is a future, uh, you know, civilization and they have that technology, you know, I would say to a five, you know, at long lines of the Terminator, except they use theirs for evil. It's, it's very similar with a phone booth versus a, you know, whatever they use to send them naked. You can even wear clothes in the phone booth. So that's kind of even a little bit better. <laughs> so, you know, I still put it at a five. Wow. I think your you scale's know, off, but that's, again, just my opinion. It, this is this is future technology versus 2018 realistic technology. Um, um, 1985, <sighs> Doc Brown, I, I included that in our, our current, I mean, we're not, we're more technology advanced than, than Doc Brown, but... You know, now, I mean, now there's, yeah, a, there's that a, a separation there. That's <laughs> yeah. nuclear. You're right. And and are we friends with the Libyans now? Probably not. <laughs> no, they don't like us. They, they, no, I don't. Is there anybody Libyans over there? Libyans still don't like us. Yeah. Is not many anybody? people like us anymore. Now, also, Doc Brown theorized that they, we would be able to get plutonium uh, at, at the corner store at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> right. Uh, well, 2018, 15. According to but, Back to the Future 2, we should have flying cars by now. Right, that's right. Yeah, yes, of course. There's true. a lot of a lot of bad predictions. You could do a whole show on bad predictions. Although, if you think, but there was some cool stuff in Back to the Future too, with like flat screen TVs, giant, you know. But they also thought that everybody have all these fax machines, and we, we and well, we do have hoverboards, although they're not the official hoverboards. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, I saw those. Those are kind of bullshit because you have to have <laughs> you have to be on like a special. You know, metal plate or something. You can only and you could bear. You know, it's not. You could sort of skate back and forth. Yeah, it only goes. You know, as far as the metal plate is on the right. floor. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, I I live. Well, we all live, I guess, not too far from the the Back to the Future hoverboard tunnel. And I always like you know play Power of Love when I go through it. It's off of you know Sepulveda, I believe. Really? The tunnel that goes through Sepulveda. I knew it was somewhere some, somewhere hmm. down here, but I didn't know where that was. Yeah, if you go – actually, if I go from my house to Mike's and I take Sepulveda, I, I will be going back to the future too. <laughs> and another fun fact that Yeah, but Power know, of Love uh, wasn't playing that – No, it wasn't, but it's still the Back to the Future theme <laughs> song in my head. I, I get it, but yeah. Uh, fun, another fun fact, um, uh, I, I think it's Robert Wilson who played um, Biff. His, uh, he's from Philadelphia, where I'm from, and his cousin went to my school. He was a year older than me, Guy Wilson. Found that though. That's Found a small later. thing. That's so that was a, a fun uh, two degrees of separation there. Yeah. Um, and if you go online, uh, Robert Wilson has a very funny um, little you mean Tom act. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson, excuse me. Yeah, I don't know. Robert Tom, one of those names. Tom. That, Tom that's Wilson. another mistake for. You're, for you're Adam. right. Didn't know right. his name. Ty, Ty mm. could have looked it up. Didn't. Tom Wilson <laughs> um, has a very funny act on YouTube. He, a little guitar song about oh, yeah, Back to the Future. Stuff, yeah. Um. You know, asking all the questions. I think it's called about questions. All the questions he's been asked over the years about being different. Yep. The question song. Yes. Uh, if you have not seen that, Russ, you should definitely. I highly recommend I it to seen all of our. I have not. All seen of, it. Go go look up the uh, the question song. 
But Tom don't look up Robert Wilson. Wilson. Look up Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. I know. Uh, sorry, all our listeners. Uh, hey, you know but, what? Uh, there's okay. another connection back to Mike and I because you know Mike and I sort of got our names, our podcast name, as we re- discussed last time, um, based on uh, Tom Cavanaugh and Mike, uh, Michael Ian Black's podcast from the show Ed. And, uh, yeah, I love and, that. And, um, and Biff was actually on Ed for several episodes. Do you remember that? Yes, he was. Uh, he was, was the was love the, interest of the teacher. He was the gym coach, wasn't he? Um, yeah, like a love interest of one of the old, the, 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 somebody else, kind of the less attractive lady. There was a less attractive lady on the show. I haven't seen that one for years. I was not prepared for this. Uh, but I did watch that show. Yeah, I think he was be on I the think, ball with us, Adam. I don't know if there was like, was there a heavy set woman in the in the town, and he was who was a teacher, and he was he was dating. Yeah, he. I think he was interested in in um, uh, Carol Carol's friend. I forgot her name. Oh, but yeah, right, right. Yeah, he was right, in like five it. episodes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's done a, he's done some Nickelodeon shows, I think, and some other stuff. But um, oh, he's been, he he's is definitely prolific. one of the. He's one of the all-time horrible villains, and then and and um, he was based on our current uh, president person in there, which I is just just do people root for him? I don't I don't get it. Anyway, yeah, it's crazy. Biff? Well, you know, yeah, they, it's they, they people are rooting for Biff. People people are now currently rooting for Biff. In and many, in many ways, where we are living in and, the Back to the Future two yeah. healthscape. That is Hill Valley. He made Hill Valley yeah. great again. It was great for a small group of people. He, he right. sure did some great stuff there. Uh, it was great casino town. Hey, I like gambling. Um, you know, the, the the crime there didn't seem so great. But, uh, you know, as long as you live in that tower, you're pretty solid. Yeah. As, as uh, Marty's mom at the time seemed so happy. <laughs> like a little short Melania. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so oh, yeah. you were gonna you were gonna mention a few of our, the the films we've talked about in the past, and you're gonna criticize us about them or something? No, or, no, no, I'm not. No, I said they should all get a rating. Oh, well, yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. Those. Uh, I'm trying to remember the ones because I you did we did uh, Save Not Guaranteed and Back to Future's Terminators. Um, the the the, the, hot the lake tub house. time machine. You know, I enjoy. Oh, a hot tub time machine. I knew that uh, director. I played frisbee with him, um, and I can't remember his name right now. But uh, but he was bald. And throws a mean frisbee. He was a pretty nice guy too. Um, from Chicago, he's friends with uh, what's his name? John Cusack. So John Cusack. Uh, um, Hot Top Time Machine. That was kind of wacky, and you know what? It was uh, that was like you know Russian Red Bull that fell into electronics. Uh, you know, I I got to give that like a, a a one and a half. I mean, that's. That was pure fantasy. I don't know. I mean, going on 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 like just a phenomena, you know, scientific phenomena. I think we should give it ten because it could just easily. You don't know no. what's there's chemicals, man. It's like I, chemicals I, and electricity, I, and I, you get the well, flash was, or you go back in time. So you know, but that yeah. but that hot tub was. Um, I don't know if you want to say made, but it was fixed at least by Chevy Chase, who was a supernatural being. Okay. So he oh, actually somehow true. made that time machine, right. even though that, that didn't get explained until yeah. later. Yeah, was it, was yeah I still think you're, 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 it's not a good argument. I think it's still arguing for a lower rating because that's well, – See, I would again, agree farcical. with you on that one. See, like a one is, is farcical that's just no intent, no way in creation or reality would that actually happen. I mean it would be a 
you know, it's almost like a half a point. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, I don't know if I'd give it that low, but I would agree with you on that. But cause there was, you know, no reason for it. They just kind of threw some Red Bull in the hot tub and turned it on and right. boom, they, they went back in time. Right. So, and you're also talking about already a, a mythical person yeah. involved. So that kind of underscores Russ's uh, rating. No, which... I mean, he's a mythical being. You don't, you don't know what exists in the universe. It could be, he could yeah. exist. Chevy Chase is, is, is like the cue of the hot tub time machine movies. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's true. Well, look, I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna this, we we are so far apart on this. We'll take it to the four <laughs> four million listeners, and, yeah. and we'll see the results eventually. By the way, uh, most people, if anybody's listening to this podcast, they probably know that Q is a reference to Star Trek: The Next Generation. But you know, just in case, I was thinking just of James case. Bond. Q is in James Bond. No. Oh, Q is in James Bond, but he's also well, in Star I Trek. Kind, that kind of works, but not really, because I'm thinking because Q in Star Trek is like an omnipotent being. He can. So. Okay. Let, his, let's his, the universe that. is his playground. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, the Lake House is another one I listened to, and um, you know what? That movie was really confusing and kind of annoying, but yet kind of sweet, and I kind of like it. Um, but still kind of wacky, and and it, this was the this was the ma- this was mailbox time travel. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't even know what to think. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about this. I don't even know how to rate this. I'm kind of going to go with three. Three flux capacitors because it's it, it seems – and I use the term farcical because it's, again, far from reality, and that's how I'm grading these. And could anything like that happen? There was – there is something – it was something magical. Can magic exist? I guess. The dog was pretty magic too, I think. You know, I think there's – Okay. You know, All right. In that so thing. I don't know if you agree with my three rating or you guys can come up with your own wrong rating. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> – but go even, ahead. I don't even know how I would rate that one. That's uh, I. I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah. I, there was. A, I, that's one of those movies that was like, is there really time travel in here? Because yeah. yes, nothing. I mean, they ended nothing up really at the happened. same time. They the both letters, existed at the, the letters, same time somewhere. The letters they travel really, through time. They really, yeah, they really weren't that far apart. They were like, I mean, they could have run into each other, and well, I guess they did. There was they went to that nightclub together or something, and one knew, and one didn't. It was kind of wacky. Or they neither yeah, of them knew. I don't. I just I don't understand. Keanu Reeves' character knew, but Sandra Bullock didn't because, she, but he didn't say anything because she was with her boyfriend at the time. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, it's great. It's still the more I think about, it, the more I hate it. But I still kind of, <laughs> I don't know. This, this is uh, the movie is just perplexing. It was. It was cute. It was a cute movie. I'd still sure. like to see the original Korean film. I've never seen it. But I can't remember the name of it, but anyway. Ugh. It might yeah. be. It might be worse. It might be better. We don't know yet. I bet it would be better. Mm. I was out when you said Korean. But go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there are some well, great I'm movies thinking subtitles, and I am out. Forget it. I don't want to oh see. Oh my movie. god, that's it's like... hard enough to understand in English. It's. <laughs> they well, might have explained it better in Korean. Yeah, oh, might right. have exactly. Mm. Um. Well, here's here's a question for you guys on on the final countdown. Okay. If you go with the the whole grandfather paradox and all the the different ways that time can move, if time is yes, just one straight line, right? Then if they had stopped the attack, would that have changed the future, or just them being back there in that time? Did that split the timeline so the timeline they came from wouldn't have been changed anyway, but the one they were in now would have? Yeah, I don't know. That all depends on, and that wasn't established in the film about timelines, so we don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like the films, 
you know. Um, I mean, they, they didn't even give it a chance to to get there. I mean, if they started fighting, would that storm have taken them back? Or would they yeah. have also been stuck there? I mean, it didn't take Farentino back, so I guess they would have been stuck there with nowhere to land. Okay, here's a question. <laughs> and they probably would have ran into Pearl Harbor and destroyed mm-hmm. themselves. Here's the question. Uh, uh, James Farentino's character, what's, uh, what was his name? Um, I don't remember. But anyway, the, the rich guy, right? Uh, Tideman. Tideman. In, in Tideman. The, his that name was his Tideman. name. Well, that was his name in the limo, but on yeah. board he was somebody else. He was uh, Richard Owens. He was Richard Owens. Commander Owens. So his character, the rich guy, Tideman or whatever, had something to do with the design of the ship. Did he do something did, in the design of the ship to make sure that the ship would go back in time so that he I, could end I up think, on the island? I don't know if – was he a designer or was he just somebody who backed it? Because I just think his whole point was to get Martin Sheen on the ship and make yeah. sure that that ship went off at the right time because he knew when the time, the storm well, was going to hit. I seem to recall. <laughs> I seem to recall them saying – that he had that that his like your boss like they said something like oh I know your boss had something to do with the design of this ship or something like that. Do you know what? Let's think about it from a different angle. I think the entire plot was James Frantino. He hooked up with Laurel, who was very lovely, uh, and and she said, oh, if they went back in time, you know, I really miss my dog. I just want my dog back. How can we get my dog back? Oh, okay. Here's what we do. We give Martin Sheen, put on him him on board. Give him some, put some dog bones in his pocket. And uh, the whole thing was a ploy for them to get their dog back. Just That's to get when the you dog look back. at it. <laughs> yes, maybe because it could be. Nah, well, it's sort of it. it's sort of a love story and a dog story because mm-hmm. they end up together and then they get the dog dog back. Yeah, they've been waiting 30, uh, 40 years for their dog, um, and and they had to make sure that to get him back. So like that was it. And he kind of knew what was happening. He can make some money in the stocks or whatever he uh, did in 40 years. He knew what was going on. Right. Hey, I bet you we land on the moon in 69. Bull, you know, <laughs> something like, so, I don't know, play some crazy bets. Well, Ty, okay. So I don't know if Tideman, Mr. Tideman designed it, but his company designed and built the ship that, so that maybe that was the line that was in the movie. It that was the sense. SS Nimitz. I believe, and of course, Charles Durning, like, Nimitz is still alive. You can't name it after a living admiral. Yeah. God, what a dick. Come on. <laughs> yeah, glad, glad he died. blew up in that they helicopter. Really, they really forced that issue. You know, if you are if you have a character you know is going to die, make sure you make him a dick so people don't feel so bad. <laughs> so nobody cares. Yeah. I was like, okay, good. He get, you know, it's just, it's cathartic for the audience when they're watching. Just a little writing tip. <laughs> so, um, any other... Any other questions? I, I, I just remember thinking – I mean I just felt like um, they I, – I, the, the thing that struck me in the film I, – I mentioned this earlier was when you know the, 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 the storm appeared again and you know and Kirk Douglas like, was like, oh, OK. I guess we're going back now. You know, just kind of like he was determined to stop Pearl Harbor from happening and, you know, and change history. But it's like, uh, oh, I guess we can go back now. OK, let's go. Just sort of uh- – I don't know. I mean, I don't he know. had a moment. He had to decide what to do. They needed his decision, and he's like, "Bring him back." I also, like, but see, I also felt similar to Martin Sheen's character. Um, uh, Warren was like, he seemed like very like, "We can't do this. We're going to upset, you know, the fabric of time." And then, and then he's, and then the captain's like, you know, when the captain decided they're they're going to do it, he's like, eh, "Okay, okay." 
I don't know. There's, I didn't. I no, didn't see a lot no of. He had no real power. He's like he's taking notes. He's like, all right, Kirk Douglas, okay with changing time. I have to write that in on my report. <laughs> <laughs> Something like which, that. Which you wouldn't be able to hand in for another forty years. Right. But um, you know, it was all uh, it was all a bluff anyway. It was all a, a big cover until he caught up with Tideman, aka Owen Owens. Um, you know, it wrapped it up. And of course, it left it, you know, more questions. We so don't really know what we, they talked about. I guess they caught up. But there weren't any years. real paradoxes, I guess, because um, that we know of anyway, except that. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody nobody saw them from 45. And right. uh, they did show they, they actually showed some like old footage or I don't know if it's stock footage of planes hitting Pearl Harbor or some weird animated black and white footage saying there that, was you know, yeah, some Japanese, black and white. It was weird. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, the kamikaze. They were showing. They showed some kamikazes, and so that we know that Pearl Harbor still took place, and they didn't get to change it. And that was going on while they were going back in time and covering their ears and everything. That was kind of overlaid. You know, that was the um, the visual. So uh, we know it didn't change history. So that's you know, we're supposed to be left with that. Yeah. Uh, and then just the other, you know, the last question is like, what what were uh, Tideman and uh, you know Martin Sheen Martin Sheen's Lasky talking about in the limo? So he all all the answers are in that limo. That should be the sequel of just that limo ride. That'd be there's, interesting. There's the Michael yeah, Bay because movie. the question is, how did they get off the island? Maybe it wasn't a deserted island to begin with. Maybe there were some people who lived on the other side. Well, yeah, no, I don't remember where it was. Obviously, far enough away from Pearl Harbor to, you know, maybe when they were sending help for Pearl Harbor, obviously somebody saw them, and I don't know if he had a f- spare flare gun there. Charles Durning blew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was our only spare. That's what he should have said. Is the thing? Oh, that was our only flare gun. Great. Your and boss is kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did yeah. have they have some they did have food and water there because they you know placed yeah. it there you know so we know they could have survived. And we only got way. we only sort of got like a, we didn't see a wide shot of that. I mean, they could have been on the beach in front of a Marriott. You know, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we only saw like a corner of this white Yeah, they only showed a little like bit of that beach. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It was almost no, like when they filmed it, they were like, look, okay, we we can only shoot it from this angle because we yeah. don't want to get the Marriott, you know. Yes. Uh, and like there was like a total like bunch of people drinking margaritas at the, you know, coconut bar right behind them in, in Jamaica. <laughs> but uh, it looked it looked pretty bad. And from the angle they shot, yes. And then the close-ups look like a nice white island. Uh, I'm sure that's listed where it was in the uh, IMDb Pro. But um, no, I, I uh, definitely one of the movies I enjoyed. I mean, there are very few time travel movies I didn't enjoy. I mean, we find fault with all these, but, um, you know, there, there's very few. By the way, and uh, – this is for a future episode. I have never found this movie. I don't know if you have, but there's apparently some movie that kind of is very meta about time travel and Anna Ferris stars in it. And it was only available in the UK and it never made it here and it was never released. And it's, uh, it's something that needs to be, maybe one of our, our listeners can find mm. it. we got four people uh, out there, but look up Anna Ferris. It's probably in our IMDb page and it's something with time in it. And it was, it's supposed to be this real meta, crazy, wacky comedy time travel thing. And a lot of paradoxes, and it really gets into it. And it, it was never released here, and it may never be. I don't know if anybody can find it. You don't but, remember uh, the name of it? Uh, no, I do, but I do I like can, Anna, Anna Ferris, though. Yeah, I believe she was started. It was probably around 20, 2010, 2012. Um, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to look it up. Uh, 
But um, yeah. any, anyway, any other final thoughts? Uh, was it wait? With, I, this wasn't uh, frequently asked questions about time travel, is it? It might be because I saw it? that movie. You can actually yeah, watch. That, it. You can, yeah, that was great. That's, that's a British a film, and it's okay. And it's on, that's what I'm thinking of. And, and I heard it was never released. Here, oh well, you can. I saw it on, on HBO, and you can watch it on. No, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon okay. Prime. Yes. All right. I'd like to. Okay. It's a good All movie. Right. That's on our list too. Yeah. I'd like to see that if it's ever. I just never heard. If it that's being the one, she, she's in it, and it's about time travel, and it's is a lot. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a good movie. See, I knew you guys would know about yeah. this. <laughs> but yeah, it's available on uh, if you have Amazon Prime. You can. Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime Video. But I think it's oh. all. I think it's also available if you have um, HBO. But uh, I could be wrong about that. Okay. Because that's where I huh. saw it originally, was HBO. All right. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Cool. Uh, we'll maybe get to that one day or one of the others I had on my list, another some of my other top ones before I get to this new one. But uh, I'll try and catch this in the coming weeks or months, maybe and, over the holiday. Uh, what other – What you said there's another one coming up that you're looking forward to? No, no. Well, I said on my uh, not not coming out. Not, a, not when, a, when we when we get them on the podcast. Oh, again. I see. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm ever asked back and uh, – um, we'll have to discuss it. We'll have to give you a flux yeah, capacitor rating and see what happens. Sure. Um, but you know what? <laughs> you got 4 million listeners who may have a say in it as well that I, that That's see how true. this, how, how did this podcast stay on track versus others? And you, we, know, you, you, know, know, you know, we should ask Russ. Who? We should ask our, our one and only true fan, Maddie. <laughs> what, what he thinks of, uh, of Adam being on the podcast. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll see what he thinks. And, uh, and, and and maybe that can determine whether or not we'll have Adam back. <laughs> Sorry, we can't have you back. Our number one fan. All, all our all our guests will get a Maddie rating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maddie, on a scale of one to ten, what do you think of of Adam? One being <laughs> one being never have him back on. <laughs> ten being Don't have him back on as possible as as much. Get him back on every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then we'd have to change the name. And well, no, actually, you know, it would fit because then we have, you know, it would be Mike Adam Russ time. Mm. Oh, that's true. That's that true. actually does huh. fit. Huh. Yeah. So we can only add people. If we ever <laughs> add people to this podcast, we have they have to fit in the acronym. Somehow. You could get, you know, who you could get Tom Wilson, Mike Adam Russ, mm. Tom Wilson. Yeah, we could get him. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Oh my God, how you do it? Yay! Yeah. Mike and Rust, Mike and Rust. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. That's what it's like. like. It sounds like you're doing that on purpose. So well, I, I would say you've done it very well. We should get a like a yeah sound, so we don't have to do it. So well, we I do. I have it. At, Mike the... and Rust time, and then have the audience. Yeah. You know what? You've already established the the lack of uh, you know enthusiasm, and just go with that and say, yeah, that's what we do. You you know what? I already had a, a sound effect in the end of the podcast, but I haven't used it in the last couple of episodes. But I actually had it in one or two of them at the end with you know, and they say, yeah, I had a crowd of kids, or I don't know, it was a stock you know stock audio clip of people going, yeah, really, yeah. It was at the I... end of uh, one of the episodes. I guess maybe I should listen to our episodes every now and then. <sighs> yeah, a true fan would know this. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. From the future. 